It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for Fansided and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. And you can always, always reach us at the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. Today is our discussion with Jason Hershorn from Acme Packing Company, from NFL.com, from the Twitter.com, Packers Twitter. He's all over the place. And I want to jump right into that discussion, but I do want to add this disclaimer because we recorded this, as I said yesterday, we recorded this show before the Antonio Morrison trade. So that discussion is not had on the podcast, and and of course I apologize for that. I think it would have made for a an interesting discussion about those fringe linebackers and whether or not some of these other corners will make the team, uh, but I think it is useful in other ways, uh, the offensive line discussion, the receiver discussion. Um, the, the outside linebacker discussion, the safety discussion. There's a lot of meat on this roster bone that that we get to. And so, again, I, I, I do apologize for that. That is the nature of, of doing this sometimes uh, when it comes to scheduling that sometimes news breaks and you don't have, even on a daily podcast, the chance to adjust and react to it. So let's bring him in now, Jason B. Horshorn. You can follow him on Twitter at by underscore JBH. You can find him at NFL.com. You can find him at SB Nation at AcmePackingCompany.com. Jason, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Absolutely, Peter. I'm happy to be what the, this is the fifth appearance I've had on your podcast. <laughs> I think we've lost track. You're, you're just officially friend of the show, friend of the podcast now. So uh, that, that's, that's what that just means that I don't get with. paid. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Um, but but you also don't get fined, so there there is that. All right, so why don't you tell the listeners at home what we're doing? So we're going to go through the 53-man roster, and we're going to do it uh, as if we are in the room, as if we are the people making those calls. Uh, you are going to take Mike McCarthy, I'm going to take Brian Gutekunst, and we are going to figure out who we think is going to be on this roster. I think that's fair to say. Not necessarily who who we would put, is that... Is that how you're viewing this, too? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. We're going to try to simulate what the actual 53-man roster discussion is going to be like because the head coach and the general manager, not just the Packers, but most teams, have different views when it comes down to some of the players on the back end of the roster. And I feel like that's something that maybe the average fan does not get at home. They just think of who impressed during the preseason, who do I like, not necessarily what the parties that are actually making this decision care about that whole uh bit felt like a jay kumaro subtweet well we can find out right (laughs) we can all right so 
we we talked a little bit about this off air, but I think it's it's pretty clear who the locks on this team are at this point. We're not going to disagree about them. So who are those players? Okay, so this is going to be not quite half the roster about that. We have on offense Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Williams, and Ty Montgomery at running back, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, at offensive line, David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley, Justin McCray, Brian Balaga, shifting over to the defense. That's Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Muhammad Wilkerson on the defensive line. Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, and Reggie Gilbert at outside linebacker. Blake Martinez and Oren Burks at inside linebacker. Kevin King, Tremont Williams, Jair Alexander, Alexander, that name always trips me up. Josh Jackson at corner. HaHa Clinton-Dix at safety. Mason Crosby and J.K. Scott in terms of the specialists. And that's what this is what this gets us down to. We have 13 offensive players, 13 defensive players, the two specialists, that's 28 total. So at this point, we've already gone over about half of the roster, and our offense-defense balance is now one-to-one. To give a little context to this, the Packers tend to keep slightly more defensive players on their 53-man roster. It's usually a balance of 24-26 or 23-27. So we're not necessarily going to go for an exact number, but we're going to keep that in mind because we want to keep this as realistic as possible. All right, so let's start where the Packers always seem to want to start, and that is in the trenches. That's how Mike McCarthy builds his team. So, fake Mike McCarthy, where where are you leaning with these offensive linemen here? Okay, well, I like my offensive linemen big, rotund, low to the ground, and to me, that's Lucas Patrick. Are we in agreement? For sure. Okay, Lucas Patrick, come on board. So, with, with Lucas Patrick on, we can keep looking at the offensive line. And I think after him, it, it gets kind of murky. We had a couple of guys who make a pretty strong case for the offensive line, but I'm not sure that we have anyone that's obviously a lock over anyone else. So I'm just going to start with Jason Spriggs. Your least favorite offensive lineman on the team. Go ahead. He's so soft. He just He's not like me. He's, he's not someone who just – I'm not going to continue that sentence. But yes, Jason Spriggs <laughs> – he can be, if nothing else, our swing tackle, um, give up sacks on both sides of the line, and maybe can give up some sacks at guard. Does this work for you? I think it works because he's probably the only backup offensive lineman we have even half faith in to play left tackle. I'm not even sure I have that much faith in him, but okay, fine. Spriggs is on board. All right, we're at seven offensive linemen now. This is, I would say, the minimum amount we can bring into the season. You're going to have seven active on game day, but we can potentially add a few more. If we can't agree on it now, we can always come back to it later. Uh, I'm going to bring up now Byron Bell, someone who can play tackle, can play guard, doesn't do either one of those great. Thanks, Brian. But he can at least take up space somewhat more competently than I think some of the other guys can. So he's your next highest priority player is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, maybe that would have been Cole Madison, but, you know, you can seal the deal with that either, Brian. Well, uh, not my fault. Um, so you so you have Bell over Murphy. I feel like Murphy is not necessarily redundant, but what he can do, Spriggs can, maybe not as well. I think at the right side, Murphy does a better job, but Spriggs can play there. We've been playing in there most of the offseason, and with Bell, might be a little better inside, whereas Patrick, also probably better inside and also can play center. So between the three of them, we cover all of our bases in terms of backup offensive linemen. All right. 
I am on board with this. I think that's that's where we go. And that leaves, I think, really the question between Kyle Murphy and Dylan Day, right? I mean, Adam Pankey, I think, is up there. He's played pretty well at guard and only at guard. Um, but honestly, I, I don't really have a strong lean between them, and I'm not even sure that I would put either of them on the roster over some of the other guys. I'm not saying no either. Why don't we come back to this if we have space? Because we have eight offensive linemen now. That's I think that's enough to, to start. To move forward. Okay, that's fine. Before we move on, one of the things that has happened since I started this podcast is people, and this this happened even before I had a podcast, people would ask me who I thought would win. They asked for betting advice. Betting is is legalized in a lot of places now. It's going to be legalized in a lot of places very soon. If you want to make a bet, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on which is why you should turn to the people at mybookie.ag. They've been in the business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game betting, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And even if you're just a fantasy player, let's say, you can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player is going to score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar when you use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. The reopening is right around the corner and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one to punch to keep your one to punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. Okay, so the defensive line, we got our three starters up there in the base defense. I'm going to throw Montrevious Adams out there. What do you think? I mean, he has been really impressive. Obviously, uh, a player that we did not get to see a lot from last year and has has shown a lot in camp. Uh, Long term, we need the kind of juice that he can bring on the interior, and I, I think he has to be on the roster. Okay, done. I'm going to then nominate Dean Lowry, another guy who plays primarily at that five tech but can move around a little bit. 
And, he, you know, he's going into his third season. I think we're going to see a big jump from him this year. And at worst, is I think going to be a quality backup. I'm with you. Dean Lowry's on the team. Okay. All right. That's fine. I'm going to suggest now that we move further out. And I'm actually going to suggest that we jump to special teams where, thanks to you, we have two inconsistent long snappers. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, when you have problems at this position for a long time, it, it, it makes you understand and appreciate when you had something good. Rob Davis, where are you? He's, he's in the front office. I'm surprised you don't run into him every day. Well, shh, I do. I don't, okay. I don't have a lean so, one way or the other on this. Do you, do you have a preference? Does Ron Zook have a preference? Ron Zook is just yelling at a wall, so I, don't really, <laughs> I can't really get an answer out of him right now. Uh, do you want to save face and go with your draft pick? You spent, remember, a draft pick on a long snapper. Listen, this would make my life a lot easier if this, if this worked out. I, I not only spent a draft pick on a long snapper, I spent a draft pick on a punter. So I feel like that, that needs to be the battery we go with on special teams. And I don't really care what Ron thinks. I'm not sure Ron knows what he thinks either. Well, that's okay. th- that's your problem. Uh, at least not for mine. now, you're you're not wrong. Okay, I'm <laughs> um, penciling in Bradley. So I'm going to suggest now that we move back to offense and right. let's look at those receivers. So we've got our starters. Mm-hmm. Feel pretty strongly about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rookies overall look okay. I- I'm not so hot on your fourth round pick, buddy. You want to talk about that? I, I Listen, I understand he had inconsistent hands coming out of Missouri. I'm not, no, no, I don't think he had hands coming out of Missouri. Like there, He might have something that looked like hands at the end of his arms, but they don't function like hands. Well, I haven't seen like, hands like this in the past. It's like Deadpool 2 where he has the baby legs and eventually grows into them. I think he's going to grow into them, but understand he can get open. He's got some juice. He just needs a little bit of confidence. Don't you remember... Devontae Adams being very inconsistent early on in his playing career, very similar playing styles. Are you, are you willing I to mean, just say I'm out on him then? I'm not sure I'm in on him. Uh, I, I, however, I am in on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Okay. I think we can put him on the team. Yep. Thoughts? I'm, All right. I'm here for it. Okay. Um, Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, the name is obnoxious, and he keeps trying to talk to me in poetry. I'm not sure why he does this. I'm from Pittsburgh. We don't have poetry. It's part of the city law. But, hey, if, if you're cool with it, I'm ready to bring him on. Well, I hope you guys can can find a language of love on this team, and uh, maybe it's poetry. There you go. Okay, so that's five receivers. Uh-huh. And now I, think, now I think this is where it gets tough. And, again, we don't have to decide this now. We can come back to it. Do we, we want to go with Jamon Moore? Do we want to go with Jay Kumaro? Uh, do we want to go with Trevor Davis? Um, do we not want to go with Adonis Jennings? You know, hard decisions. So more well, obviously are, are from my standpoint, this is this is the, the first receiver that I drafted. He was the guy that I felt the strongest about. And I think the, although he wouldn't be the hardest guy to try and sneak on the practice squad of all of these borderline players, I think for his long-term development, he needs to be on the roster. Whether he's going to suit up consistently, whether he's going to play consistently, I think we have to protect the investment that we made, and and he has to be on the roster. Okay, and then are we stopping there? Are we bringing on Kumaro? We, I mean, we can. Go, where are you on Kumaro? And then we can we can decide on if we need to come back to it. The way he looks into my eyes, I feel like I'm the only person that matters in the world. Well, I think the flowing locks helps. Oh, be cl- to be clear, they absolutely do. Uh, I, I would like to bring Jakey onto this roster. 
Well, I listen. I I think there are places on the on the other positions where we can sacrifice a little bit given what we have on this roster. I actually think we can make this happen with seven receivers. Can we put him on the roster in pencil? Yeah, let's 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 go with that, and we can come back to the more Kumar decision if we have to. All right. Okay, let, let, let's shift over to these outside linebackers because I, I, I got to tell you, Goody, we have some problems here. It's not looking great, is it? No, I mean, Mike Pettin is really pushing for Kyler Fackrell, and I think he hates Fackrell more than I do. Well, to, to that, not, that's how dire the situation is. I understand. I, I'm, I'm working the phone lines. I've got my guys out there scouting. We're trying to find our Ahmad Brooks this year. Uh, hopefully, if we find him, he can stay healthy. Uh, unclear at this point, but we have the three. It seems like the guy who is closest to contributing, and we need at least four of these, is Fackrell. It seems like he needs to be on the team. Yeah, buddy, I think we need more than four with how frequently Clay and, and Perry are in the trainer's room. So we, we got to at least find one more of these names to put on the roster. It, it's sad. It's sad, but we got to do it. So that leaves Beagle. That leaves Donerson. Do you have anyone else that you think needs to be in this mix? Needs to be strong. Uh, those are the names you can, you can throw in Odom, I suppose. Okay. I wouldn't. Uh, hey, this is your roster, man. You can't take that tone with me. This is on you. <laughs> uh, let's leave Odom out of this for right now. I don't, I don't think he, he belongs in this discussion. Do you, do you feel strongly about Beagle or Donerson at this point? Beagle was not my draft pick. So I am less tied to him than I might otherwise be, but he was still a fourth-round pick who didn't get to play much last year because he was hurt. Ugh, fine, the Regal Beagle's making it. All right, God damn. Okay, uh, that gives us five outside he's linebackers. A worker, Mike. That you should like the work ethic. You know, when you put it that way, he sounds a lot more, a lot more attractive to me. Okay, moving to our inside linebackers. You know, this is where I feel a lot better. We, we got some hard workers. Didn't come from high places necessarily. You know. Ahmad Thomas, I want him on my roster. Uh, listen, you are preaching the choir on Ahmad Thomas, one of my favorite guys in, in the uh, in the last six months on the fringe roster side that that we've been able to bring in. Really like what he's done so far. Okay, and if we can find space for him, I'm fine if we can't commit to him right now. But I'd like to get the dirty martini on this roster. I think we have to have a discussion at some point about martini versus Donerson. That seems like a uh, a conversation that we need to have. So maybe now is the time since we've already talked outside linebackers and now we're looking inside linebackers. Do we feel like we have to pick one or the other from a, from a space standpoint? Look, we've been playing. I mean, you know, Zookie's still screaming at the wall, but he's been playing Martini on his number one special teams coverage units. And Donerson, last I checked, was not doing that. That's true. And And at the same time, do we think we could find on the street a subpar athlete linebacker who could come play special teams for us at a moment's notice. Whereas from a depth standpoint, as you mentioned, our outside linebackers are uninspiring at best. That's true. I could counter with, there's a chance we can get Kendall on the practice squad, buddy. It's true. It's true. Um, I am, I am, he, he looks like a core special teams player. I am fine. If, Zookie wants him on the on the team. If he's a core special teams player, let's do it. You know, why don't we pencil in both of them, and then if it comes down to it, we can erase one or the other. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Okay. T taking the pen out of my cap, it's always there, and I am putting him down. All right, so cornerback. We got to get at least five of these guys. 
we could potentially do more. It's sort of like receiver, although I'm not as high on our, our backup guys. So I'm going to throw Devon House. I, he's had a great camp. He's had a great camp. He knows us. He knows where all the bathrooms are. Like he's just, It's great to have him home. I, I say we bring him back again. Was that, a, was that a home pun, Mike, with the house? Come on now. Look, I have three jokes. They're all dad jokes. Respect them. <laughs> so it seems like uh, Patton wants him to be the fourth corner. Josh Jackson might take that job from him at some point in the near future. But to have that kind of reliability, someone who's played in the league, I'm fine with it. Because, again, it, it looks like my second-round pick is going to take his job sooner rather than later. But until he's ready, it seems like it would be nice to have House on the team. Okay, there's a chance we can bring another corner on. I think we should pause on that for now and come back to it because we'll probably have a few spaces out here or there. Let's go to safety because we only were sure about one guy. That's Glenn Dix. And we were sure on him despite the fact that he still isn't the best tackler. Not the best tackler. Has not not inspired a lot of confidence so far, Mike, uh, if I'm being honest. And I'm, I'm hopeful that when the defense coalesces a little bit and starts to play uh, Patton's scheme, that, that things can turn around. But uh, who knows? We're just just for reference, where are we right now number-wise? For safeties? One. No, no, overall. Overall, okay. So 44 total, 20 offense, 21 defense. All right, so it seems like Kentrell Bryce is the other starting safety. And that seems unlikely to change, or at the very least, it seems unlikely that any of these lower end guys are going to unseat him for that roster spot. Is that fair? Uh, I think so. We, we can get into last year's second round pick if we need to, but ooh, okay. So, so Bryce is on the team. That's two safeties. We got our starters, but we need more. Uh, I guess we can jump into Josh Jackson here. Uh, I, I don't know if you watch our games, Brian, it's probably, you probably should. Uh, he is as we say in the industry, not good at playing football. Well, so here's the problem. He, he apparently has been so uninspiring that, that you, you use the wrong Josh. This is Josh Jones. I think that we're talking about here, but I understand the confusion. Uh, it doesn't seem like he is where he needs to be. And when Joe Witt was talking about the safeties, he mentioned Clinton Dix, Bryce and Whitehead. Should we be having this discussion first that, that Whitehead belongs on the roster ahead of Josh Jones. That's my dude. He he can play safety for us for sure. He can actually probably help us out a corner. He's done that in the past for us. I think that gives us a lot of security. That dude's got to be on the roster. Now, here's what I'll say getting back to Jones, and maybe it affects what we think of Martini. Uh, based on, on the conversations that have been had, it sounds like Petten views Jones as a an overhang defender, a box linebacker hybrid player, that maybe he's not even a true safety. If we put Jones on the team, now we have to we have to readjust expectations, but he could be a core special teams player, a sub package player. Do we need someone like Martini if Jones is going to be that that guy anyway? Eh, that's a good point. We have a lot of disappointing players to consider. Thanks again. <laughs> so I think that we can bring him on as the last safety and that will provide us some insurance as, as you put it, an overhang defender and someone who can contribute on special teams. And if we bring both, that puts us four safeties, that'll put us at 24 defenders total. So we still have some wiggle room when we kind of go over this for the final time. So I think for now, I'm comfortable having 
having both names on there, even though, again, Josh Jones maybe made at least definitely my least favorite Josh on the team right now, if I'm being honest. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been uh, complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Let's let's jump back to the offensive side of the ball because we do have, I think, a potentially difficult discussion with the quarterbacks. Yeah, so we're in a position where I do like our guys, but I'm not sure I like them enough for their relative roles to feel like I have a definitive answer. The best of these quarterbacks week one is Brett Hundley. I'm, I'm sure of it. I believe that Kaiser is going to be better than that long term, or at least can be. And Golden Boyle. Let me tell you, just the same way Kumaro looks into my eyes, so does he. It's it's magic every time. So I like all of these guys. I feel like I can be talked in and out of any one of them. But the one thing I feel confident of is we need to have three of these dudes on the roster. Well, Mike, I, we've had this discussion a couple times in the last month. You you know I don't feel that way. You, you know I would rather have Kaiser be the guy. Uh, I understand what you feel in terms of the week one starter. And I think I probably agree with that. If if someone has to start, it's not Aaron Rodgers, aside from the fact that we'd be thoroughly boned. Uh, Brett Hundley is probably... Is that a professional term, Brian? That is that is the, uh, the specific professional term, yes. Brett Hundley is that player uh, in the last year of his deal. So no matter what, we don't have to suffer the long-term costs. Not that it's that big a cost anyway. And given the, where we are with the rest of the, this roster and guys that, that we don't necessarily feel the strongest about, if you feel strongly about having three quarterbacks in the room, then I think Hunley and Kaiser are it, and we hope we can sneak Tim Boyle onto the practice squad. You, you want him on the practice squad, right? Uh, I want him in my house. I, I want to see him every night before well, I go to bed. He can, you know, he can move in. You, you have a nice house. I do. It's, it's one of the many places I store my donuts. Now, let's move on to the running backs. Mm-hmm. We have two already. We don't need to consider Aaron Jones because he is going to be suspended for the first two games mm-hmm. of the season, so he doesn't count against the 53. This now gives us choices between the following players. Aaron Rivkowski and Joe Carriage are two fullbacks. Devontae Mays, who has taken exactly zero snaps this offseason. Uh, Joel I'll just call him Joe Joe French because I can't pronounce his last name and I probably don't want to ever have to learn. Uh, LaShawn Daniels and Bronson Hill, both of whom have been with the team for about a week. So you want a fullback on this team, don't you, Mike? So, so badly. So badly, Brian. I don't I don't know that we need one. uh, But here's the problem. Uh, I don't I don't trust any of these other guys. If they need to play, you know, I understand emergency running back. But if Devontae Mays or Joel Buono, I believe has to play, 
I would be petrified and probably much more comfortable if it was a single back offense with Aaron Ripkowski. We've seen Rodgers do that with John Kuhn. Please refrain from from uh, chanting and cheering with the Kuhn. I know that you are you are want to do that often, but uh, I'm just I'm just staring at the photograph with with me and and Johnny. It's just the memories. All right, pours over me. Mike, Mike, focus here. I like my fullbacks, Brian. I understand. So let I'll I will relent on this because we haven't seen enough from any of these other guys for me to think we we can go emergency running back. So. I think Ripkowski is the guy. Do you agree? He's the only healthy guy. Can't make the club in the tub, as I and no other head coach has ever said. All right, that's great. Um, we, we are we are closing down on these available roster spots now. Yeah, so our total right now is 50. That means we have three spots to figure out. We have 23 offense, 24 defense. So we does are that, coming does that in include about Kumaro where we expected. with pencil? That, that includes all the ones with pencil. We, we got... Kumaro on there. We got Donerson on there. We got Martini on there. We've got Whitehead and Jones on there. All the ones that we weren't 100% sure of in terms of where they would fall in line. And yeah, we still have some spots. And, you know, as much as I like fullbacks, and you know that I do, mm-hmm. we are neglecting another comparable position. Mm-hmm. And that's tight end, mm-hmm. Brian. We, we got two guys right now, and I love them both. Love them both to death. More so Mercedes because he, he blocks the way I, I want to live. But we got at least one more spot, I think, to to hand out there. And we got some names. You actually did okay in this department. We got Lance Kendricks. Uh, you know, he's he's a jack of all trades. And if you're if he's your third tight end, I think you're doing just fine. Emmanuel Bird showed us some promise last year. Uh, could be the kind of player that we all thought Brandon Bostic might have been. Uh, Kevin Rader, Ryan Smith, Robert Tanyan Jr. Second in a line of great Robert Tongans. Uh All right, well, what were you thinking here? Well, I think it, for me, it's two players. It's either Lance Kendricks or Big Bob Tunyon, which is how he will be from henceforth known. Oh, I, look, you're finally speaking my language, Brian. B- Big Bob has been impressing me all camp. He's he's blocking at least a little, little bit, which is more than I can say for some of these other dudes. He's, he's catching those fades, and you know how much Joe Philbin and I love those red zone fades. Unfortunately, I do, Mike. Um, I do not have a heavy lean on this, but I will tell you, I could be convinced to to cut the veteran in favor of Big Bob Tanyan. You know, I I do love my veterans, and if one of our top tight ends went down, I feel like Kendricks could really just fold in either one of those roles. He wouldn't be as good, but he could handle it. I'm not sure if, if Bobby is quite ready to do that at the same time. I don't, I don't want to lose him, and I don't know if we can necessarily sneak him out of the practice squad. So I got to tell you, it, it's not an easy call for me either. My, I will tell you my lean is Kendricks. Okay, that was not what I was expecting, but you know what we could do, Brian? Because we got still three spots left to fill. Go on. We can keep them both. We can. Two tight ends. Help, help on special teams. You know, when, when Zook you know, gets out of this manic state that he's currently in, he might be happy to learn that he's got two of these dudes. We could do that and then pick someone for the defense, and then we could review it all one more time to see if it all makes sense. All right, let's let's do that. I'm 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 in on this. Oh, I'm gonna be so excited to tell Bobby he's he's not going anywhere. Okay, so just to review, we're now at 52 players. We have 25 offense, 24 defense. I don't love that balance. We might have to go back in and slash somebody, but we we still have a lot of dudes that I like. Okay, 
So we can go back. We can add someone on the defensive line. Uh, I'm not sure that we can add an outside linebacker. Just none of those other dudes, I think, really move the needle for me. Corner and safety would be the other spots where we can potentially do this. So so which of these names – because I feel like we can discuss these now in a vacuum, not necessarily in terms of their position. Which of these names would you rather hold on to? And this is going to be hard for you, Brian, because you, you love them more than your wife. James Looney, Lindsey Pipkins. Here's the deal. I was going to stop you and just say, let's put Lindsey Pipkins on the team. That's my guy. That will continue to be my guy. And I think he's shown enough. I'm, I've been a little confused as to why Pettin has not played him a little bit further up the depth chart. It's because I, he can't pronounce Lindsey. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. That I understand that. Um, so... That would be that would be where I would lean on this, and I would feel really good about having six corners. I think he could even play safety in a pinch if you needed him to. I would feel really good if he was the last guy on this roster. Okay, so if this is our final version, we would have exactly 25 offense, 25 defense, then the three specialists that would bring us to exactly 53. Got to say, we haven't done that since I've been in Green Bay. You usually have a couple more of those defensive guys because special teams matter. Special teams matter, Brian. Listen, uh, you're you're preaching to the choir on this, but that's why we have the extra receivers. That's why we're going to keep an extra tight end for special teams. All right, so I'm just going to review this one last time. So a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Hundley, Deshaun Kaiser. Running back, Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, Aaron Ripkowski, Aaron Jones, not on the roster because he is suspended for the first two games. At receiver, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, MVS, Equinemius St. Brown. I practiced that name so much just for you, Brian. I hope you appreciate it. I'm proud of you. Jamon Moore and Jakey Kumro. Tight end, Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, Lance Kendricks, Big Bob Tunyon, the second. Offensive line, David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsey, Justin McCray, Brian Balaga, Lucas Patrick, Jason Spriggs, Byron Bell. On the defense, Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Muhammad Wilkerson, Montrevious Adams, Dean Lowry, linebacker, outside linebacker anyway, Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, Reggie Gilbert, Kyler Fackrell, Vince Spiegel, Kendall Donerson. I just suffered an aneurysm reading those names. <laughs> Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Ahmad Thomas, Dirty Martini, cornerback, Kevin King, Tremont Williams, Jair Alexander, got it that time, Josh Jackson, Devon House, Lindsey Pipkins, safety, Haha Clinton Dix, Kentrell Bryce, Whitehead and Josh Jones. I got the right Josh there. And then for our specialist, Mason Crosby, J.K. Scott, Hunter Bradley. And feel, any final thoughts, Brian? I feel good about it. Okay. This is the roster that Aaron Rodgers is going to carry the playoffs. It's, it looks great. Jason, we are we are perilously running out of time, so please uh, promote everywhere that, that your content can be found. Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter at by underscore JBH. You can find all my work on my Facebook page. Just search for Jason B. Hirschhorn there. You can find my written work directly on acmepackingcompany.com, sbnation.com, nfl.com. I might be freelancing other places. Fansidage, throw them in, fansided.com. So, yeah, uh, I will be around. You certainly will be. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show for the 14th time. Of course, Peter. I hope my check is in the mail. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. I want to thank Jason again for joining the show. That was a really fun uh, exercise. That was actually Jason's idea to do it as GM and coach. We were talking about the, the roster and, and how we wanted to, to structure the show. And, and he said, hey, let's do it this way. 
and I thought that would that would uh, make for a fun discussion, and it did. We actually agreed, I think, more than than perhaps we each thought we would. A reminder: tomorrow's show is our last show of the week as we push forward to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we will have a show tomorrow. That will be a mailbag show answering your questions. Remember, if you want to send a question to the show, I highly encourage you to do that. And the number for the Locked On Packers fan hotline is 920-341-3775. You can follow me on Twitter and always ask me questions there at Peter underscore Bukowski. That's where the breaking news questions should go. I get to those a lot faster than I can get to these on the podcast, but I do want to regularly incorporate the Locked On Packers fan hotline to our day-to-day shows during the season when I can. And if I can set up a topic uh, that I I already wanted to talk about, uh, with a question, I'm going to try and do that because I think it, it is another way for you guys to feel a part of this show. Uh, we're going to be back next week, talk 53-man cuts, and push forward to week one. That is where we are in the NFL season. We are almost to week one. Packers, Bears, the game's oldest rivalry. Maybe not the game's best, but the game's oldest. It might not even be the best Packer rivalry right now. That's probably Packers-Vikings. But we will get to a lot more in the coming days and weeks The season is almost here, which means you need to stay locked on Packers. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.